relaxes from the nothing last podcast i'm just giving a little disclaimer for this episode uh it being spotify doesn't let you play music through copyright issues i am putting a 30 second uh like snippet of a song that i like of my choice in the beginning of every pod from here on forward and this episode is gonna be with my friend matt uh it's gonna be a one-time thing for or a rare occasion with a guest because usually it's going to be all single me by myself but this time around we're going to talk all sports talk about MOB uh, basketball and we're going to talk about football we're going to give predictions for anything we're talking about the bubble we're going to talk about NFL season all around so hopefully I'll get to listen to it thank you one hundy you sound like you're working in a recording booth like, just going to drop a quick EP for these guys, man. <laughs> Matt, that's, coming, that's coming later. That, oh, is it really? Okay. Well, <laughs> Matt, we got a lot to talk to. We're talking, I feel like, obviously, NBA is leading everything. But, I mean, MLB as well. Got, I mean, it has its own fucking issues. Um, hockey, for people that didn't know, are actually running their playoffs right now, but Obviously, yeah. hockey's not that important in America. <laughs> yeah, only in Canada. Um, but obviously, I think we could talk about the big thing would be the NBA right now. Um, have you been watching the games since the bubble started? I checked out, obviously, um, that first game, uh, the first day, I'm sorry, uh, where you had the Lakers go on uh, uh, up against the Clippers. Yep, and in the king with his lockdown D, um, big plays at the end of the the game. I like seeing the the fellow NBA players there. You know, it's just it it, it, it had like a high school tournament kind of feel, where you'd have that like uh, games in in one gym, but then like you had players there watching, scouting, getting ready for for next. Um, it's interesting, and I applaud the NBA for doing so well with that bubble, man. Like it is, it's amazing. It's it's honestly the most consistent bubble we're gonna get, as far as um, just. I think the main thing is composure, because even even with the people that have gotten positive, um, you don't even hear them uh, coming back or. You don't hear, I guess, like a big uproar when they come back. Like uh, Russell Westbrook, I think he had it, no? If I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah, yeah. Joke, yeah. Jokic, uh, you know, and they come back and everything's good. You know, people aren't scared to go back as far as like even when you're talking non-bubble like the NFL is and there's a big uproar there because some of these players don't want to go back. Like Von mm-hmm. Miller, you know. It's just maybe how they're organizing that for the NFL-wise. It's sloppy and the NBA should get praised for just how – organized like and just disciplined it is it's 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 cool honestly it re- it's really cool to see something like this happen uh, even mlb is doing a terrible job but you know we're not going to talk about that and right you now. don't get me started <laughs> with that it is it's horrendous and i'm holding on because i'm more of a baseball guy as you know i'm holding on to every day um I swear, I, I didn't think the season was going to go to this week. It, it was It's looking so bad. The Cardinals have about 14 players right now and personnel. 
so the Marlins have like 50. Yeah. <laughs> and you have so many games being postponed and pushed back. And now you're trying to fit, you know, 60 games in 65 days. You're trying – now you got to hit double headers, seven inning games, two games a day. Like these guys are tearing their arms off, hurting their – their. we had a hamstring pulls. We had torn ACL. Everything's happening. Um, and it's a shame, man. And it just goes to show you. The NBA is superior, and look at the NFL. Yeah, no. Yeah. Half of the Patriots roster is like, opt it out. That, and we'll, we'll get to that uh, when, I guess, NFL's uh, table of contents is concerned. But as far as NBA, uh, we both are in agreement that, I mean, the, the bubble's great. I, um, I mean, well, our, some of these players are very bougie, so being in Disney uh, in Florida – they might think it's terrible, but I mean, if you've been watching inside the bubble for like a JaVel McGee, you're looking at it, and obviously for an average person like us, you're gonna love it because they have everything you need, and it's obviously sanitary to the hundredth. Um, so as far as that, I mean, bubble superiority in every sports is, I think the NBA is up there, but I can't. I'm only speaking for what the U.S. is given because I mean, if you go to Europe, I mean. The, the soccer the soccer leagues are playing. They've been playing for like the past few months, or it feels like it, you know. So I don't know how they're doing it for the bubble, but NBA, I mean, it's great. Um, I, I've been watching it too. Um, I think my standout team, and I've been talking to everyone about it, is the Heat. I think the Heat okay. and the Thunder are those teams to me. Um, just balance. It's the I think that's the big thing because you got Chris Paul holding it down making the young players look just amazing and and his coaching ability as a player is just it's I think it's showing out in this bubble because to me how you're saying how it feels like a high school type of game it feels like to me like if you go to like a uh like a park uh it feels so scrimmage-esque to the point where it's like you could hear them talking and just setting up I mean obviously we expected a little bit more louder voices but I feel like I just see Chris Paul just I just feel him just go through these players and just show them what to do, and they're just making it happen. And the Heat and the Thunder, to me, have been standout. Who, what other team other than the Lakers or even maybe, like, under the radar, kind of slowly growing up to, like, that premier status? What kind of team is that for you? I mean, not, not really under the radar much because both, both these teams are, you know, amazing uh, with – you know, key additions, but uh, the Texas teams obviously in here, Dallas and Houston, just Ooh. powerhouses, I think. Yeah. Um, Lucas taking the Mavericks where uh, you know, Dirk took them, um, and James Harden, I think he's he's still a beast. Say what you will about James Harden and his step back, but James Harden is out there putting up 40 points, you know, keeping them in games. Yeah, uh, I know. Yesterday they dropped it to the Trailblazers uh, in OT. I think. Um, uh, don't just shrug over that with my boy Melo just becoming young <laughs> Melo, oh nine Melo. But but keep on. Yeah, um, so looking at like yesterday's games. I mean, the Nets, uh, uh, the Brooklyn Nets beat the the Bucks in a surprise, uh, one nineteen, one sixteen. So I mean. You look at teams like that, um, even, even the Suns, you know, they came out and, and beat the Clippers. But it, it's great to see these young teams, um, you know, try and make a, make a name for themselves, try and put them back on the map. I think the NBA is 
at a whole new level um, right now where, you know, you just, you never know who's going to come out and, and, and put in the work, you know, I'm a huge fan of Devin Booker with the Suns, So I kind of hope, you know, the Suns can uh, keep it going and maybe they, they get into the, the playoffs somehow in the last seed or something. No, I, I agree. But I guess like, this is my thing with the Suns. The Suns to me, are one of those teams that you just want to watch because their offense is heavy. Like, they are going to give you 115 points a game because Devin Booker and, and even, like, just the young stars that they picked up a couple years, like, you know, in drafts. But so this is my third. Just, I guess, this is a little tangent for the off the NBA bubble-wise. I think the Suns should really think about trading Devin Booker and picking well, up, like, um, some young stars, more young stars, because I feel like without him, they'll pick up more, like, I guess, draft picks, and then they can pick up more young players and develop more, you know. I think they need to get rid of, rid of him, and I think if Devin Booker goes to another team, I think he makes that team even more better. I think they both win. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, okay. they would trade him. I don't know. Maybe that, that's a little, uh, you know, off the, you know, but I think that's my hot take for that one. I think they really need to get rid of him because he needs to go to a team that, I guess, deserves him, you know, deserves that talent because he is talented as a mother. And I think um, the Suns could really do with more more players because, I don't know, I think they're young enough to make it next year, eighth seed, I don't know, seventh seed. And this year, I don't think they're going to do it. I don't know. That's just random. Just a little, little I guess, off the rip, but. Uh, you don't hear much like trade talks in the NBA. I feel like it's so hard. I agree. No, um, I was gonna say the Rockets too because I think their small ball is showing. Uh, is really showing out in these type of games. Um, I don't know. I mean, going. I mean, having uh, what's his name? Uh, let me let me pull him up real quick. Uh, PJ Tucker. PJ Tucker playing Tucker. a big big man. Like obviously, you expect him to give up twenty points, but. His versatility with his like his defensive threat is there like a little bit, but his offensive ability is, I guess, the mismatch is showing out there. Um, Russell Westbrook yeah. is Russell Westbrook. James Harden is still, you know, top five player in the league, as far as I'm concerned. Um, so I like him a lot. Uh, the Rockets, I think, are going to be a problem. The Raptors are a problem still since last year. Um, yeah, Kawhi less, but they got more teamwork this year. I don't know if you think that too, but yeah. Um, who is a disappointing team from this year? Uh, from what uh, you've seen? Damn. Yeah, it's like, because obviously anyone who's in the bubble, you know, you're fighting for something. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think all of them are, are top notch. So, I. To, for Wait, that, how, how true do you really believe that? Because a lot of people think, as a lot of fans think, um, the Pelicans are here because Zion's the big name and the big draw. So they wanted to put really force the nine to tens like seeds there so they could like have a chance for the Pelicans to make that eight seed. You well, yeah. I mean, you gotta agree with you gotta remember, you know, this is the NBA, this is marketing, this is, you know, Disney, this is during a pandemic, this is where people want sports. Who was the hottest player? All year, who was the person everyone was waiting to to go see this year in sports? Uh, besides, you know, Lamar Jackson, maybe Pat Mahomes. It was Zion Williamson. That's so, true. I mean, come on. I mean, I get that, 
I think the Pelicans are pretty decent considering, you know, who they got there, you know, Lonzo and, and Zion. Um, Brandon Ingram. Ingram is a great player. He's Ingram honestly is... so developed. Uh, I love it. It's, yeah. Um... Pause, because that sounded a little odd. <laughs> <laughs> you catch my, my deal there. <laughs> I mean, um... it's, it, I think, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you, you know, during this whole pandemic, there's got to be money to be made. There's a lot of money um, that was lost, so you got you to gotta bring out your big guns. And I think Zion is, you know, one of the faces of the NBA. Um, but back to, like, a disappointing team. Obviously, it's easy to say the Warriors, but, I mean, just they, they couldn't stay healthy. Well, I'm talking more bubble talk. Bubble, bubble like talk? Four, four or five games that we've done. Man. Scrimmages as well. Man, who would I say for that? Honestly, I mean, I haven't even been seeing much. I've yeah. only been seeing, like, the Rockets. But, I mean, who shouldn't be here? Maybe the Wizards? <laughs> well, if you want, maybe I'll even shorten up that, like, I guess, the top five teams of, this, like, every seed, like, for the East and the West. Like, I'll give you mine. I'll give you the Celtics. Because I, uh, I think the Celtics are stacked. But the thing is, as far as, like, the front five or, like, the starting five are stacked. And I think it's where the depth comes in, the lack of, at least, from them. Um, it's really showing dividends in the bubble. And I think it even shows the inconsistency of their star players or could-be star players as far as, like, a Jason Tatum, a Jalen Brown, a Kemba Walker. You know, I see – and I was telling um, my friend this. I was like, you can see Jason Tatum has – his ceiling is high. But you are seeing the inconsistency – like, he might score 35, but that team is going to just lose the game. He might – and then there's one day where he'll go five and they'll still lose, you know. And because Jalen Brown, for some reason, is inconsistent. Kemba Walker, you know, he he could get rolling for five straight games and then look like a dud for six straight. I don't know. I think that team is built to win, but they've also shown they could lose it all. I mean, especially against the Heat when they played uh, yesterday – um, the Heat are young, so I feel like the Celtics should get over it with like a Gordon Hayward or Marcus Smart, you know, as a defender. But they they let it slip. Even with Jimmy Butler not having the best of games, you had Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, you know, that team really showed out, and they they really looked nice. But I think it showed how bad the Celtics look. I don't know. That's. I think they've been my disappointing team. Anytime the Celtics aren't like, uh, you know, a top team, top three team, yeah. people will find them like a, as a disappointment just because of their history, I feel. Such a dynasty and like they invest so much in their players. So, I mean, that, that makes sense. I, I, I just hope, I hope they do really good because I, I do love those players. But I just think it's maybe, I don't know if it's, it's the style of the bubble that's getting to them. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but they just, to me, don't look so great. And you could even say the same for the, obviously, but they're going into it, the bubble as well. The Sixers, the Sixers are, yeah. you know, they're having turmoil amongst each other. So, I mean, that's not always good. And you've only played with them for a couple of days or a couple of games, and you're already having issues that, that doesn't look right to me. Um, so, you did mention the Rockets. Who is your... Dark horse team to make a really strong push in the playoffs. 
And maybe since you haven't been seeing them, but maybe just from what you remember, who do you think could make it happen? Maybe not win it all, but any division. And yeah, we're talking East, West, you know, however you want. Uh, well, I know um, the Trailblazers and the Grizzlies, right? They're fighting for eight in the West. Yeah, you got the Blazers. The no, wait, the West. Well, the Wizards are East. Um, so it's the Blazers, the Pelicans, and the Grizzlies. The those are the and yeah, yeah, that would be the teams. Yeah, I mean the Pelicans will take a lot, and I know the NBA wants the Pelicans to be that eighth uh, seed, but I. I feel like the Trailblazers, after what they were, wait, they did yesterday, you know, with uh, what I think like the Red Hot Rockets, and they went out and beat them. I think uh, they might be the ones taking that eighth seed. They have a tougher, they have a pretty tough schedule though coming. You gotta play uh, Denver, and then they're gonna play the Clippers, and then they gotta go play the 76ers, then Dallas, and then the Nets. But I think. The Trailblazers might get that eighth. But they would play the Lakers. Do you think they could knock out the Lakers? Nah. That's more of my question. Like, a team that can make a run, maybe not necessarily win it all, but really play their cards enough to, like, make a push. See, because, honestly, if the Blazers play the Lakers, I think it's a 4 0 sweep. Yeah, 100%. So, it doesn't matter who the Lakers play, honestly. So, the Lakers are 4 0 sweeping the Spurs. The Blazers, the Grizzlies, the Pelicans doesn't matter because um, those are the four teams pretty much playing for the for the eighth. Um, I think honestly the the Thunder again. I don't want to, but I keep bring it up. Thunder. But I think the Thunder, the Thunder, if if the if it's starting now, they play the Nuggets, and I think the Thunder could win six games or like yeah, take it to six games and win the series. That that's my opinion on that that Thunder team. It has depth. Uh, and just the coaching is great. Billy Donovan and CP3 just coexisting, it's perfect. I can see that. I can. I mean, I think it's going to be, if there's going to be a surprise team, or not even a surprise team, but like uh, a breakout team in the playoffs, it's going to be from the West. I think the East is, is locked. Uh, the Thunder, Dallas, you know, those guys have a shot at taking out the 2-3. Got it, got it. You know, I feel... Um, what about the East? Who do you think uh, can make a push? Man, honestly, looking at the East, man, this, you know the Bucks. They're they're gonna go. They're gonna they're gonna go deep. The Raptors probably gonna go deep. The Celtics, if they keep playing the way you're saying they're playing, you know that's where it could go down. Um, but I mean, because the East, they're so. I feel like the East has always been so top heavy. Maybe the, uh, the, Pacers, the Pacers might be the team. They're catching, they're catching fire right now. Yeah, uh, TJ Warren is just unstoppable at this point. They've won yeah, all his, three games. His stock is so high right now, TJ Warren. Yep, um, that's a that's a good matchup. First round would be if the playoffs started today. Miami Heat versus uh, is it? Let me see. One, eight, two, seven, six, three, four, five. Yeah, Heat Pacers. Um, that's that's a seven fun. game series. Yes, very very uh, intense. Because if you remember, Jimmy Butler and T.J. Warren had some beef uh, start of the year, or it might have been the, the like December. 
um, they were talking smack to each other. You know, supposedly T.J. Warren was talking smack to Jimmy Butler that got a little too personal. And, you know, they both had to get tossed or uh, T.J. Warren got tossed. So if that series started, I'm sure it's going to be very intense, very uh, grimy. That's going to be the word, I think, for that series. Um, I would say, I would say again, the Heat, I mean, the Heat, I think, could, could knock off the Pacers. And then who, whoever they get, I think they could take them to six games, seven games, and um, maybe win. But I don't think they win the, the Eastern Conference. But I think they're a very good team. Yeah. Matt, you still there? You good? Yeah, yeah. All right, cool, cool, cool. But yeah, um, I mean, the NBA is looking really good. I think, uh, I think most like the teams that we expected to play great uh, are playing pretty consistently. The Bucks have dropped the last two games, which is pretty odd to see since they went in fifty four and and twelve going into the bubble. So. But, yeah, and in, in Giannis, I saw him the other day getting a little heated on that yeah. harsh foul. Yeah, man, it's 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 a little more intense just because I feel like since they're staying there, they see each other. You know, there's that friction after a game loss. I don't know. Yeah, um, I mean, you got imagine these guys are under so much stress, man. Yeah, you know their their lifestyles changed. They're away from family. There's no fans, you know. It, it's it, it's tough, but I mean, still the NBA is doing a good job at what they're at the bubble, keeping mm-hmm. everyone safe. So what they got to put up with? Yeah, no, I I agree. I I I think I think honestly, the whole asterisk asterisk thing is not it's not baloney, but I think it, though it is a bubble. I think it's gonna it's gonna be a like whoever wins this is. A certified champion. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I agree with that because it's not like, like in baseball, you can maybe say that because it's only sixty games. But these guys, you know, they pretty much played the whole season. They just, you know, they got hit at the wrong time. Man, baseball, <laughs> MLB. What's up with their commissioner, man? They're, they're they're out here fucking up. Rob Manfred is probably the worst commissioner. Well, I mean, Goodell is the goat, but. Manfred is doing such a bad job with everything, um, and you know the fans are they're they're after him, man. Like, first of all, you know, we, you know the, these teams are still traveling a good amount. There's no type of bubble. Um, they really didn't even put any restrictions on teams. They just said, "Hey, do your best to stay safe." You know, you're flying to St. Louis for a three game series. Try your best to be safe. Not. They didn't force him to stay in a hotel or anything like that. So, you know, the Marlins, um, the way that they got, you know, uh, well, one of the theories is that they uh, went to a, I think they were a, they went to a nightclub, I believe. Nice. They went to a nightclub. um, Bunch of 1942s all around, man. (laughs) They went to a nightclub and, you know, the next day, some of the guys aren't feeling well. They get tested. Well, in the MLB, they're getting tested like once a day or once every two days. They get tested. They come out positive. Um, so now, you know, you postpone those games. St. Louis, they went to a bar, you know, and they get uh, tested there. And, you know, it, it's just it's so hard to tell, you know, a grown up, uh, you know, what to do. 
and obviously in basketball, um, you know, they, they, they were set their rules. They're following them. MLB is not doing a good job at it. They didn't put any, you know, rules. They didn't put any bubble on these players and the league is is paying for it, dude. I don't, I honestly don't see this season ending. I, or I'm sorry. I don't see it finishing. Finishing. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, well, I, I agree for the most part, as far as like, uh, it may be not finishing, but I could see them honestly just trying to push through almost all the way or delaying it and then putting in a rules. Uh, even though it's already what six, it's a 60 game season. That's what it's supposed yeah. to be. Yeah. And- yeah. I, I, I think they can finish it and they'll forcefully finish it. Um, or maybe try to implement uh, rules like in the next few weeks because it, it's not going to be nice to see uh, all these players coming out positive or people just trying to uh, make a petition to not play or cancel series for the lack of awareness from the league. So I don't know, man. I mean, I hope, I hope MLB, because I think even though, you know, majority of our, like our age, which would be like 24, 25, as far as like maybe Laredo's concerned, they don't watch baseball like to that. It's still American sport, you know. I mean, everyone still watch, wants to watch some pitchers uh, just make a uh, batter just sit there, you know, make them bend their knees after throwing a heavy knuckleball, curveball, three fours, you know, all that. So, MLB is good for the for the for the world, but with the commissioner fucking up, I don't know. Yeah, and I mean, we're about eleven, twelve games in. The, the standings are just insane because of all these delayed games. Um, it, it, it's, it's, it's just nuts, man. But uh, hopefully they can run it, get, get through it, man. I mean, because we, we do need baseball. Yes. We need sports back. And baseball is a big part of our, uh, our fall sports. You might want to watch it you know like me personally <laughs> i love baseball i might play a little bit you know whatever the hell but a lot of like like i would say what 60 percent of the u.s loves baseball i mean they still they still <laughs> pretty much sell out most of the the stadiums or i don't yeah. know i mean st louis is a big uh baseball town so i mean you need them to be florida never sells out so yeah martins, yeah. martins could sit out you know martins could step out but i don't know um, NFL, I mean, just to go into the NFL as far as uh, their uh, whole protocol, that's up in the air, man. I don't know. I don't know what to say. Do you think there's going to be a season for the NFL? I think uh, I, it's reminding me a lot of baseball. So I think there is. Um, at least they're going to try. Whether or not they you know, do a bubble. They already or, said they won't. I mean, and and you got to imagine that people are at Goodell telling him, hey, look, we need to have at least, you know, four different bubbles in four different places. Um, I see how it's hard because the NFL, you know, it's it's uh, one game a week. and 52-man uh, roster. Yeah, and then plus personnel, coaching, all that. That's like 80 people. Dude, That it's insane. You, I, it, it's going to be hard to see that go through, um, but I know they're going to try their best. Um, to get something going. I know, I mean, we're supposed to be pumped right now, dude. It's like we're supposed to be getting the, the, the preseason game. Training coming. camps. And yeah. Yeah. We're, uh, 
I know Von Miller said he might not play since he already had gotten it before right. uh, COVID, so he might sit out. Um, you can't blame these guys, either. No, no, you cannot. Uh, there's a lot of players that are just opting out. And I can, I, coming into the Patriots, I mean, most of that team, look, if you put the Patriots in, that team that was uh, setting up this year, let's say the players that were, were opting, opting out, put them in, they're still a 7-9 to 8-18, and in my opinion. <laughs> okay. So, so they're opting out. And you're talking about Dante Hightower, Patrick Chung. Those are key players that have been with that team for 10 years-esque. Um, that's a big loss. Um, and you're talking just big stars are going to leave like their team for this year. And I don't know. I mean, it could shape out this, like the NFL could look like an asterisk of a, a, a win. Cause it might, it reminds you of when they were on strike in the eighties. I think it was, you know, when you had those, uh, third stringers or when they're picking up people off the street, it feels sure. like that. Cause you're, yeah. you might not have that, that star power. Um, so that's my 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 thought on that. Um, you know, you know um, what's up with you know you're hearing a lot of the the players from the Patriots opting out, and um, you know it gets me thinking. Like, when are when are the other teams going to start? You know, when are they going to start? You know, you, you don't see like oh the you know five Cowboys. You know, they're going to opt out. We have, like, you know, 10 Steelers players opting out. We got the Saints, you know, like Drew Brees, he's opting out. I feel like the closer we get to, you know, when a season's supposed to start is when you're going to see the increase of the stars. I don't – I honestly – I know you're a big Saints fan. I honestly yep. don't see Drew Brees playing. That dude's such a family guy. I don't think he's going to try any, like, any kind of crap, especially when there's, like, the commissioner's not stepping up. I disagree. I think I think um, they're gonna take a LeBron approach. You know, they're the face of the league. Faces. You know, I see Tom Brady playing. I see Drew Brees playing. I see all the big name quarterbacks playing because that's where I. I mean, I know I just said you know it's looking like the '80s. It might be like some backups playing, right. but I think those guys are gonna really try to play. Just I guess to give give a reason to watch the Saints game, you know, or, or Buccaneers game or. Just the Broncos game, uh, like I see them, see them playing. They're trying to even play. You know, I mean, maybe if you catch five players with positive, maybe they'll opt out, but they can't because tomorrow is the is when they have to make it that decision. Um, so that's a big thing. I don't know. Um, it's, it's what's just, up? I don't. I think someone like Drew Brees. I mean, and Tom Brady's not going to do it. I just don't see it. Someone like Drew Brees. Um, and Lamar Jackson's not gonna do it, but um, you know, uh, I think so, a big name needs to opt out to get the NFL, you know, like going like, hey, like wait a minute, we like we're losing a, a a big star player, we're losing a face, we're losing TV ratings. We gotta make a, we gotta do something to to keep these guys wanting to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. I, I don't see, I don't see these players trying to opt out, man. I don't know the NFL. I don't. I mean, think about how, think about the approach they did. They had this, uh, the decision that was is going to be made tomorrow. The deadline that got pushed forward 
So people that are going to do it, they're going to do it either tomorrow. They don't, they're not giving them time to think, you know, these people are need to make a decision today and tomorrow, maybe by 3 PM, usually it's like the trade line or anything like that. They got to make that decision, you know? So I don't know, man. Well, we didn't see maybe today, tonight, since we're, we're recording this on a Wednesday, Maybe Drew Brees uh, mm-hmm. s- says, hey, I'm not going to play. Hey, Michael Thomas says, I'm not going to play. Hey, um, Dak Prescott's like, you know, I'm not going to play. But I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it happening. If, when I, it might get delayed, though, this year, maybe. A delay? That's if, a big... if you A delay wouldn't be too bad, I think. I think, you know, you delay it uh, maybe another month, you know, get – Mm-hmm. You know, try and see how it's going to work. Get them to camp. Get them, you know, training. Get them working. See how it's going to go. If it's looking good, you know, maybe you start on time. Um, if they do start on time, um, I'm not sure. I know, like, the, the, the Giants and the Jets already said no fans. And I know other yep. teams are saying fans, but with a mask. Um, Florida people. Just remember <laughs> that one. You you're thinking um, you know they'll straight up say no fans, or you think they'll go ahead and try and keep the fans there? If if WWE is one, thing, I guess to see is uh, no fans is uh, a big loss. So I would see honestly some some states giving up like the giving them that option. Hey, you want to come watch a game? Wear a mask. You know, do the proper protocols. You know, and um. Obviously, there's going to be a minimum of uh, fans being allowed into a uh, stadium. So the the tickets, to me, are going to go up. So they're going to try to make some bank off the fans trying to go. Some people don't care, you know. You've been watching videos all like all this month, past months. People don't care. They want to go party. They want to live socially, you know. There, there's no – so I could see, like – I don't know about Texas-wise. I don't uh, see Dallas no. or Houston doing that decision. I, I see Dallas doing that only because Jerry Jones is a crazy SOB. You're you're, you're welcome to you're welcome to call him, <laughs> you call him a son, you call that guy a son of a bitch. We can do Look, that. Jerry Jones, <laughs> I like to think I know him as a in, uh, on a personal level here. I I technically work for the man, so I want to say I know how this guy thinks a little bit. You know. And I, I feel like the dude is just, you know, anytime he has an opportunity to make any kind of money, um, he's going to do it. He is, um, you know, I, I think last year I remember he was a Trump supporter. So I think, you know, he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's in that little ring, uh, inner circle. But nice. Uh, I don't know. I just feel like if there's going to be a, a place where they're going to welcome fans, it's going to be Dallas. Am I going to go to a game? Probably not. Um, and I was planning on going to a game this year with my brother. I was going to go to see him play the Steelers. Um, that got crapped on these. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling it. I, 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 if the NFL said, okay, we're going to play you know games at only certain stadiums, um, the first one that's going to fucking jump out of his seat is going to be Jerry Jones. He's going to do anything he can to get that star um, out there, and he's going to do anything he can to get the publicity to anything. Uh, he's been under the radar right now, which I'm surprised, but, I mean, 
Nah, yeah, I can I can see what you're talking about. Uh, but maybe you know, with all the numbers coming out of Texas, maybe that he doesn't take to you know he takes the the political approach and says, no, I I'm going with we're shutting down the, the the stadium for fans, you know. But who knows? You know, he's crazy. He's a crazy motherfucker. He can do whatever he wants. <laughs> you know, he's ch- trying to make some revenue. Um, but as far as that, I could see that happening. Um, just anything could happen now. Everything's people are taking some crazy approaches to anything. Yeah. Um, so do you think, who do you think is going to win the, the Super Bowl this year? It's easy. To, if it happens, it's easy. If it happens, it's easy to say the Dallas Cowboys, because <laughs> I think obviously I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan, but look at that team they're putting together. Look at the, I mean, you got CeeDee Lamb joining a, a great wide receiver core. You got uh, mm-hmm. Blake Jarwin, who's going to, you know, be the, first, the the tight end now with Jason Witten going to Oakland. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Las Vegas. I'm, I'm sorry. It's just, you think of that, that, that silver and black and it's, it's Oakland. Um, so he's going to go to Vegas, gamble away his, his money. And, um, we got Dak playing on a uh, contract year. Franchise tag, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, and that's huge for a quarterback. It's For a running back, it ain't shit. Let's be honest. Running backs will sit out because, you know, they have to, you know, take care of themselves, their legs, and all that. Quarterbacks mm-hmm. on their contract year, they ball out. And Dak, I feel, is going to ball out this year. And um, you just watch. I think Dak Prescott's going to light the world on fire again. Everyone's going to love Dak Prescott again. The ladies are going to continue loving Dak Prescott. Uh, I think he's going to be, I'm not going to say he's going to be MVP. I don't, maybe, but I think he'll be in the talks like a top five. Um, I, I'm feeling really good this year about the Cowboys. Now, if the Cowboys don't win, um, it would be horrible. Yeah, let's, let's take that fan approach out of this. Uh, <laughs> this give, give, me, give me the real answer. Look, I, I hate the Ravens. But Lamar Jackson, if Lamar Jackson, if he plays the way he did last year in the playoffs, you know, it ain't going to be nothing. But I, mm-hmm. I think Lamar Jackson has what it takes to to go all the way alongside, uh, you know, Mahomes again. I mean, that guy and the and the Chiefs, they just, they're just always looking strong now. Um, mm-hmm. So, I, I, I mean, I, I go between those two. Right now, I think the Chiefs might, you know, go back to back with the way uh, Mahomes just takes over that an offense. It doesn't matter what the defense does, really, because Mahomes is going to put up whatever he needs to do, as a point points wise, to to get that dub. I don't hate that at all. I uh, I actually I agree on the Chiefs because they they didn't lose anything. They honestly just. They gained uh, years into their players, you know. Yeah, yeah. Chris Jones signing, Patrick Mahomes signing—that's a big thing because he's. A lot of people think that five hundred mil that he got is five hundred mil guaranteed, you know, straight to his bank. Yeah, richest man known known uh, known to man, but it's a friendly deal, and people need to realize they're gonna save a lot of money, so they're gonna be able to pay these players the next few years. Yeah, um, a team that I honestly think can make a push. And this is a team that obviously on paper looks great. Um, the Cardinals. Whoa. Um, this is on paper. 
the a, a really really good team. And I only say it because quarterback wise, you know they're great. He, uh, I'm drawing a blank. Kyle, Kyler Murray draw is is a draw. He draws any attention because he could run and pass. And let's not forget he is a baseball player as well. You know, so he can make that. He can make any play. He could throw it anywhere. You got the one of the best receivers in the league. If not, he can make a debate. Number one receiver, D Hop. Yeah. They got one of the best pass rushers in the league, Chandler Jones. They really uh put some time into making that offensive line good. They got Kenyon Drake that was a standout for them, and he got re-signed, so he's there. Let's hope he he plays how he did the last few weeks with them. So that one's interesting. They still got one of the best corners in the league in Patrick Peterson. Let's not forget that, you know. So on paper, I don't sound off, honestly. But if people heard this, which people will, um, I, they, they think I'm, I lost my mind. Because they are playing in the NFC West where there's still Aaron Donald for the Rams. You still got the Niners. that They only lost a few pieces. But I honestly think... The Cardinals, when they played these teams last year, they were in the games every game. So I don't see where I could be so off. I could see them going 11-5 and five and maybe um, doing some work in the playoffs. But if we're going to go right, like, you know, a political answer, I go with the Chiefs. I think the Saints could obviously – I'm taking my fan out of this, my fandom. I think the team is great. They picked up good players. But if, the Chiefs, I'll tell you to what, me, are, if, if Alvin Kamara – can show up, the Saints could really make a run. Of course. Uh, I mean, they got Emmanuel Sanders. You know, they got a number two uh, receiver. I do too. But he's getting up in age, so, you know, you're going to keep that in mind. Um, The defense is pretty solid. They picked up – they re-signed Jenkins. So, he's there still. Former Giant, you know. Former Ram. Former – I know he had another team, but and also the Seahawks, you know, and oh, we'll yeah. get into that as well because they did pick up Jamal Adams, two first yeah, round big, picks to the Jets, big pickup, big pickup. So I think that's a it's a big one. What do you think about that? Uh, that's a good segue. What do you think about that trade? I think, man, because you know, uh, bringing Cowboys back into it. The Cowboys were in on that, man. They, they they wanted him. He wanted to be in Dallas. It's no secret. But mm-hmm. I don't think the Cowboys were going to give up that that much, man. The Cowboys are so invested into the future, um, believe it or not. But we take the, they take those draft picks real seriously. And then, we you know, they've been striking gold on those picks. So, I mean, for the Seahawks, though, I, I like it, man. They they already got you know they're, they're young guys they got a great QB uh, maybe a little bit more work on the wide receiver spot just a tad I mean DK Metcalf is pretty beast but uh, I like and Tyler him. Lockett Tyler, Tyler Lockett's there um, he had a breakout year yeah and then um, Russ is Russ but I, I like it because I think the Seattle defense could could use it take some pressure off the offensive you know have to put up a bunch of points and. I mean Jamal Adams. I think it's the best. It's the best out there. He's the best safety in the league, uh, and and obviously that's a debatable thing. But I obviously agree with that as well. Um, what what makes the Seahawks uh, great with the Jamal Adams pickup is 
when they had Bradley McDougal, he was a good player. And honestly, no one could take that away from him. When he was in Tampa, he played okay. When he went to Seattle, he played much better. So it's not even like they didn't lose. A, a... Bradley McDougal was a good player, and they really upgraded to Jamal Adams. So, and, and Pete Carroll made a good point. You know, you're going to try, you're going to be drafting in the top 20, 25 to 30 if they keep playing the way they're playing. So why are you, why why does it matter if you you still have the first round pick? And also a good reason that NCAA you know their season is still up in up in the air. They might have confirmed a couple games, but they could cancel whenever. That's true. you know UCon- UConn um left and they're not going to play this year. So you could keep it in mind. You might not see these players. So the twenty twenty one draft is questionable at best, and we're talking players wise. So that's. A really good point from them. Obviously, you know, two first rounds still hurt. You know, they're two first rounds. Yeah. Um, but Jamal Adams is elite of for a second to third year player. Elite. And that's hard to even fathom in some people's minds. Yes. He's a killer. That that team is stacked too. Greg Olson, let's not forget, he signed with them as well. That's right. Greg, so, I mean, he's a little bit on the decline, but I still, I feel like, you know, new offense. I'm a big fan of that. And, and we talked mm-hmm. about it uh, last week, you know, with Tom Brady. But back on, on this, I, I'm a huge fan of people going, you know, stars uh, going to another team, new offense, new coaches, new quarterbacks, um, you know, fresh young guys around him. I, I feel like Olsen could have a, a, a good year. And, you know, what comes with that is he is going to just be a mentor. The guy yeah. is smart. If you hear him but, do a broadcast and Fox, you just hear him break it down, right? He's kind of like a, I don't know, uh, if he if he would go out for all the year, I'm sure he'd be a sideline coach. And honestly, I'm just, I hope he doesn't because he's a great asset to any team. Um, and he's just a, a brain that you want to pick at. So that team is great. Um, so you could put, so I say, these are my sure uh, top four type of teams that I, I see uh, making a run. So it'd be the Seahawks. Obviously, I want to put the Saints, the Ravens, and the Chiefs. My dark horse team on paper that looks great is the Cardinals. That's kind of the – yeah, that's the formula. That's, that's not bad. I mean, I think I might go Cowboys for sure, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um. Man, I want to see the Saints too. I really do. Not just because you're my boy, but because, um, you know, they have those – the offense is just so fun to watch. But, yeah, man, we're talking – we didn't even talk. Tom Brady's going to be in that division. Man, don't even talk to me about that team. Man, I, I got I to gotta say, though, I'm really excited for uh, Drew Brees versus Tom Brady. Um, yeah. That's going to be fun. Those two guys, they're probably – it's going to be down to those two teams. Let's see how Brady comes out this year, though. Um, the 49ers are another team I look at. But I think Seattle's going to have the edge over them. So I'm going to go with Seattle. I'm going to go with the Cowboys in the East. So that's my, my two NFC uh, picks will be Seattle and the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Nah. Let, me, let me hear that. Let me hear that uh, AFC. That AFC, uh, man, I want to say I, I hate the Ravens so much, man, but I'm going to 
I'm going to have to say, damn it, I'm going to have to say the Ravens, and I'm going to have to say the Chiefs. Cool. And and it's no slight to the, the Niners. Honestly, I, I don't want them anyone hearing it think that we, we hate the Niners, you know. I think because, one, the Niners and the Cowboys are a rivalry, and two, the Cowboys – I mean, the, the Niners and the Saints have a little rivalry going for being the top teams in the NFC. Um, I just think, you know, Seahawks with Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, I think, is a key point to all that. He is the reason why they keep rolling. rolling yeah. And, and they, they picked up a defensive player in Jamal Adams, so that defense has another captain. And you only hope DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett just uh, expand on what they did last year. So uh, hopefully the people listening, Niners fans, don't get too offended. Just yeah, hear, the, the hear Niners, our opinions. Yeah, the Niners are great. You know they they got this. They got the stars. Huge fan of Bosa. Um, but it's just are how are they getting better? You know that's how I'm looking at it. Is how how are these teams getting better? And um, you know, top teams last year, like I mean, we we just talked about how the Chiefs didn't improve anywhere, but that's how they got better is that they didn't get rid of anybody, they didn't add anybody. That team was solid. Um, uh, let's just keep in mind. I mean, the Seahawks. I mean, the the Niners did lose some players. Um, Eric Armstead, if I'm not mistaken, did sign with the Colts. I could be wrong. Um, um and then. I do think Jimmy Garoppolo needs to work more on just not throwing so many picks because they, they, he was a key reason to some of those losses. He sometimes got a little too shaky and made one too many heroic plays to win the game and throws a, quit, a pick or throws a bad ball or something. So that's something to think about for Jimmy G. I mean, it is his first year, yeah, technically. So, um, but. They did sign Deion Jordan. If you're, I don't know if you remember Deion Jordan from a couple years back. He played for Oregon. Um, he was supposed to be a standout player. Didn't do jack. But, hey, rushing depth, he might be something. I don't know. Uh, so, it being that we pretty much went through everything. We did talk. Oh, well, we didn't talk about the Bucks. What do you think about the Bucks as far as adding LaShawn McCoy? Uh, so, Shady, he's got... He's gotten up in age. He he was a he was a beast in 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 Philly. Uh, I'm not as impressed with that pickup, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I don't think he makes the team. To be honest. Yeah, it's just I don't know what it is about old running backs. Uh, um, when they come back, it's they, they're usually never the same. It, it it's gonna be tough if he does. You know, come back and and he makes uh, the team. I mean, that'd be awesome. You know. You you love uh, those redemption stories and stuff, but yeah, I I don't know, man. I don't I don't see him doing it. But as the Bucks, you know, as a whole, I think they're gonna be uh, I think they're gonna be a problem. I think their linebacking core is top tier. I do like uh, Devin White um, with Levante David there, and it's pretty awesome. Because Levante David is going up in age, but I don't think he's dropped off in, in uh, just quality of play, and that's yeah. uh, that's a big thing. And Devin White is just picking at his brain, I'm assuming. And Devin White is a monster, you know. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, he came out of Michigan, and and he was flying when he was in Michigan, and you saw him last year; he was flying as well. 
So I expect him to just improve nonetheless. But that defense to me, um, I don't think it's that good. I don't think it's good enough to do something. Um, and I don't think their offense is going to – you hope they do. Mike Evans, top five receiver. You have Chris Godwin, top ten receiver. Um, Joe, uh, Jordan Howard. O.J. Oh, Howard. I'm sorry. O.J. Howard, I'm sorry. Yeah, O.J. Howard is – he's a big prospect in the league. And I, you just hope he does great because he is fast and he just, he plays like a receiver. Um, but I don't know. I, I just have a feeling they're not going to do that great. Maybe nine and six. I mean, nine and seven, ten and six. I mean, that's still good for most teams. But with Tom Brady on your team, you kind of expect more. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I'm actually – and I'm not like a Tom, a Tom Brady fan. You know, I don't like the Patriots, whatever. But I don't know, man. There's something about, again, the, the fresh new look. Tom Brady out there, it, it kind of reminds me of like when uh, Peyton Manning went to the Broncos and when Brett Favre went to the Vikings. Yeah. You know, they had pretty good years. I mean, fucking Manning won a Super Bowl. Uh, it just gives me those types of vibes where he's going to come out, he's going to ball out. Uh, I think Gronk can stay healthier with O.J. Howard there with him. We've seen Brady already, you know, dominate with two top uh, tight ends. Um, you know, Godwin, like you said, or Goodwin, and uh, no, uh, it's Chris Godwin, Chris Godwin, and 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 Mike Evans, elite, I think, uh, especially if if uh, Evans stays healthy. Uh, I don't know. I, I see it. They should be a problem, but will they? We we won't know until the season starts if it even starts. Don't don't they have Sue Ndamukong Sue? They might have Ndamukong Sue if I'm not mistaken. Yes, he was there last year. What a uh, menace! Uh, yeah, yes, <laughs> yeah. I think uh he is currently a buck. Yeah, no, he's coming. He's going up in age too. Let's not forget. <laughs> True, but but he's still a problem. Does not does not uh take that away from him. Um, I think we went through everything we needed to talk to, if I'm not mistaken. Is anything sports related that we need to tackle? Um, so I did this on my last uh, episode. I don't know if you heard it, but um, I like to suggest songs. Um, any song doesn't matter. I I gave out four suggestions, pretty much all different types of genre. Um, do you want to give out a song suggestion for the for the culture? Man, the coach. Man, you know it's crazy. Um, I've been listening. Uh, you know, I'm like a rock, rock and roll kind of guy. Of course, um, I've been listening to a lot. I know they're not new; they're kind of ma- they're mainstream. Everyone's here, but I started listening to the Arctic Monkeys lately. Nice. That's something I've I'd like. You know, I always hear people talk about like, oh, Arctic Monkeys, uh, uh-huh. blah, blah blah. And I, I always thought like, oh man, those guys are, those guys are mainstream. I'm not gonna listen to them. Listen to them. Wow, dude, that shit's pretty dope. <laughs> it's a vibe. I gotta agree. Yeah. Uh, what song, uh, if you wanted to put someone onto them, what song would uh, really give them that Arctic, Arctic Monkeys feel? Um, do I want to know? Got it. Off what album? Should I, shit, if I know, dude, I got to check it. <laughs> it's a single. That's <laughs> <laughs> the single. Uh, okay. Um, for me, um, I've been listening to a lot of R&B. I've tried to open my mind up to new artists. Um, this artist is, she's pretty new as far as for the world, but she's been on it since 2013-esque. Uh, her name's Snow Allegra. 
She has an album that dropped last year. It's called Uh Those Feels Again. And the first song of the album is called I Want You Around. It's a great song. Uh, she shows off her voice to the highest of powers. And she she has great lyrical content. Uh, I think most of her albums are very good. Um, that album alone, I think, was up for album of the year, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, whoever's listening to this, check out Snow Allegra. She's amazing. Um, do you have another song suggestion? Maybe an artist suggestion? Maybe someone you think is the best? Just listen to Kiss every day. Nice. Some Gene Simmons. <laughs> Some Gene Simmons, Paul Stanley action. I think everyone needs a little, you know, old school rock and roll in them sometimes. I yeah. I I don't listen to too much of the old school rock and roll, but I uh, when uh, my woman uh, Heezy over Easy's uncle, uh, he used to listen to a lot of it, and he showed me into. Um, let me think of the name. Bad Company, the band. Oh, yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, actually, the, the main, the, I guess the title of the Bad Company, yeah. that one, it's a great song. So that I would give that one out, too. It's a little gem. Man, you want to get your woman in the mood? Just play Bad Company, Shooting Star. You're done for the night, Sonny. <laughs> I heard that I'm going to play some rock and then just throw in that gem. Uh, um. For my old school playlist, or something y'all should add to y'all's playlist, is gonna be. I put I put um some Wu Tang as one last time, and I don't want to do that this time. So I'm gonna give you, cause since we're starting off, I'm gonna give you from the No Way Out album Victory featuring Biggie and Busta. It's a great song. It's a banger. It's a classic. Everyone should listen to it. And that's it. All right. That's Matt, a, uh, by the way, that's this is an awesome addition to like a pod. By the way, just you know, it goes from like all sports, and then you just you know what? Let me let me help out all those, those people at home that are always like, oh, like suggest a song and I'll hear it. You know, that's I like that. Yeah, we. I mean, obviously, uh, some people need some music in their life, and some people just hear simple artists. And sometimes we gotta open their minds a little bit, yeah. you know. People, some people don't more, listen to Kiss. They need some it. people. They, they need everything of Kiss. They do. They need it more now than ever. Uh, yes, and they need our voice to be hitting in their ears. <laughs> Matt, it is a pleasure, of course, always. Yeah, um, man. I guess we'll do a shameless plug in here. We are going to do a wrestling podcast, also sports-related, but mostly wrestling. Um, that one's going to come out soon, guys, so y'all should keep uh, keep posted with us. Matt, nice, nice, cheap pop. I like it. Yes, we got to give it to him sometimes. Matt, it's a pleasure. I'll talk yes, to you later. All right, buddy. Bye.